Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 333. This time I have a little bit to say about a game which I was highly anticipating that kind of turned out to be a letdown. But it's okay because I got it on Xbox Game Pass, so I played it just for a little while and then dropped it. And so this time I will let you guys know my thoughts on Phoenix Point. And that's all I have for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So to give a little background on why I had been anticipating Phoenix Point so much, it has been years in the making, I think probably about five or six, I would say off the top of my head. And this was done by the lead designer behind the very famous XCOM series. Now back not too long ago, Firaxis had bought the rights for XCOM from him, and so that's why there was sort of the recent resurgence of the most recent two XCOM games. And so they were done by a completely different uh, dev team, uh, sort of their modern spin of the classic, which had been around, I think, since the mid-90s, maybe even the early 90s. I believe the original designer sort of got out of the game and sold it, because while XCOM is the most well-known in the genre, it also kind of stood by itself. There have been very, very few games that made any kind of noise which were similar to XCOM in style. I think the ones I could name would probably be listed on a single hand, and probably in all the years it came out, uh, the number probably is less than about two dozen total. So the genre is kind of not very populated, and therefore there's not a lot of people that sort of follow the genre or know uh, what games to look for. So I think the owner kind of backed out and said, yeah, sure, Firaxis, uh, go ahead and do your take on it. Uh, you can have the license. However, I think that kind of uh, backfired on him because it had sort of a huge resurgence after Firaxis uh, made the very successful uh, newer version of it. There have been a few other games in XCOM style since then. So I think he wanted to sort of take his original sort of direction and uh, further that and make his own game, uh, which was what became Phoenix Point. So that was your uh, very long, I'm sure not terribly (laughs) accurate, introduction as to why I had been waiting and was anticipating the game uh, quite a lot. Even though I'm (laughs) super terrible at these games and tend to only be able to finish them sort of on the easiest settings, I would say the biggest thing that caused me to not enjoy Phoenix Point as much as I thought I would have was Phoenix Point seems to ignore all of the recent improvements that Firaxis made with the XCOM game in terms of streamlining how uh, the characters move and the action point system and even the simplicity of, you know, a certain number of abilities and here's this ability in this class. The Firaxis version is very streamlined and very good. Some might say it's a little too limited, but I think 
they really got it dead on. One of the things that probably will divide people is that Phoenix Point has an introduction of a new locational targeting system, but it seems kind of cumbersome. Now, I did only play a few hours, but I can see how it could become important for this game. In this game, there's sort of the introduction of monsters, and the monsters have various things like shell armor or, you know, big claws or weapons. And part of the reason for the introduction of the uh, locational targeting system was so that you could sort of sever these parts off and get them and use them for research. I didn't play long enough to really see that pan out, but the implementation of it kind of seemed really cumbersome. It, it seemed more tedious and unnecessary compared to some other implementation of, you know, a selected shot and maybe, you know, you pick from a few spots instead of having a full-on, you know, I'm going to target his arm, I'm going to target his leg, I'm going to target this, I'm going to target that, you know, and having, you know, a dozen different locations to target. In the early stages, even though I didn't uh, get into the research of said items, there were different effects that did look like they could be interesting, like if you shot them in the head, that would, I think, stagger them, or if you shot them uh, in the leg, that would cripple them and it would reduce their movement speed. Things like that did seem to add sort of a level of depth that I could see the potential uh, of it making it more interesting in terms of strategy. And again, sort of a positive and negative note, there was sort of this board game uh, layer aspect to the game, which most games will refer to sort of as a geoscape layer, but it got really complicated. It added a bunch of resources that it seemed not really necessary to add, and it added a bunch of potential concepts, which again, I didn't see because I didn't play very long. This seemed to make it closer to something like what is referred to as a 4X strategy, where you're managing research and resources and armies and this and that. And that kind of depth is a little too much depth for me. I like the idea of 4X strategy games. I have played very few because I tend to be really bad at them. It's just way too much stuff uh, for my brain to want to sort of keep track of. They seem overly complex. And I think with Phoenix Point, again, this is something that seems good if you're looking for complexity. But for me... I really prefer the streamlined version of the Firaxis version of XCOM. So this all seemed like it was implementing a bit too much and trying to be, I don't know if overly ambitious is the right word, but it was adding complexity where it didn't really seem like it was necessary. So to me, again, to sort of sum up the differences, Firaxis's XCOM is very streamlined, it's very quick, it's very easy to understand. There is enough depth in your choices for the choices to be meaningful. Phoenix Point seemed to add a lot of depth and complexity to things, and it seems like you have to micromanage pretty much everything quite a bit more. So I guess it depends on what kind of strategy game you're looking for. For me, I'm not really looking for that kind of depth, so Phoenix Point just really wasn't my kind of thing. The music seems really sparse. It's going more for sort of a atmospheric background sort of mix where it depends on what you're doing it'll throw this or that into the mix which is both interesting and odd i did sort of get into it the more i played but it also felt kind of weird to not have sort of that steady music uh, background like you hear in some games so if you like or dislike that kind of music uh, again will 
Again, we'll determine if that was uh, a good choice or not for you. I don't know how much it is uh, to buy. I didn't really look at it because I wasn't interested. I had it on Game Pass. So if you have the Xbox Game Pass, uh, it's currently on there. It'll probably be on there long enough for you to get a playthrough. But I would say probably don't spend more than 20 maybe $30 on it. A lot of the reviews are saying it's a decent game, but there's a lot of bugs and a lot of things that feel like they're missing. So I would say, it, you know, don't pay, you know, quote-unquote AAA full-price title price for it, you know. I did play about six hours total. So again, I didn't get really a, a huge or in-depth look at it. But I think one of the things that really sort of put the nail in the coffin for me during my testing time was that it seems to have a really, really steep learning curve in terms of introducing you to the content. I played probably four different starts of the game trying to get past the first couple of missions. And even on the easiest setting, I was just getting obliterated, uh, seemingly for no reason. One of the big perks that you can get in your soldiers, if they live long enough, that the enemy can start out with, you know, we're talking the first mission kind of start out with, is a reaction shot. And this seems to have an infinite number of uses. So what was happening was my guys would take a shot at them, they would miss, the bad guy would get a reaction shot, and pretty much hit my soldier, you know, even though it wasn't their turn. So I would miss, I would get hit, I would miss, I would get hit, I would miss, I would get hit. Oh, you know, a couple of my soldiers are now dead, because we were trying to take down that one guy that had a reaction shot. Now, maybe that was my bad, because I should have been using a grenade, or some other kind of weapon. But if this is the first mission, I don't think it should be possible for there to be, you know, one or more enemy soldiers which can fire an infinite number of times when your soldiers can only fire a couple of times. That seemed completely unfair. Another thing that really put me off the game and pretty much was where I uninstalled it was, I think I had two soldiers lined up uh, almost right next to each other with an enemy like 10 feet away from them, and one of them missed, and he missed in a way that he killed my other soldier. Now, while that was hilarious, and I was laughing pretty hard at this situation, this is again something that really should not even be possible on the first mission. I mean, yes, maybe, you know, they're brand new soldiers, they're green recruits, they're not good at shooting, but that just threw me so hard, it's like, wait, this should be like a training kind of mission, there should be like almost no chance of your characters dying because it should be introducing you to the game. It should be introducing you to the concept slowly. You know, even though I skipped the official tutorial in that game, you know, the first mission, my guys shouldn't be, you know, getting a TPK on the easiest difficulty setting. This should not be happening. So again, it just seemed overly hard, overly confusing, too many things to manage. And to me, the Streamlined nature of the Fraxis version of XCOM was quite a bit better. So again, I don't know, you know, a six-hour preview of something isn't really fair to review, so I'm not going to be overly critical of it. But I would say if you have Xbox Game Pass, uh, definitely check it out on there. Look on reviews on YouTube, look through maybe some playthroughs. If you're looking for a deeper strategy uh, than XCOM, than the Fraxis XCOM provides, or, you know, the few other games that have come out uh, recently, which sort of emulate that, you know, definitely give Phoenix Point a look. But if you really like it uh, and you're happy with that style, you know, definitely stick with the more recent titles, which are, you know, going for that streamlined uh, sort of way of doing things.
from the newsroom. In a surprise bit of news, something I had been looking forward to quite a bit has announced they had such a an overwhelmingly good response to their closed test phases. Legends of Runeterra is going into open beta. On the 24th, they're having what they're calling a beta season. So if you want to fight in the ranked league and get up in ranks, you can do that. And they're saying that this beta season will not close uh, until launch. So this whole season you can build up. They're not going to reset. They're not going to wipe. So if you were looking to check it out, uh, definitely check it out. It is a free-to-play card game. There are things you can purchase, uh, cosmetic things, and not card packs, because that's not a thing in Legends of Runeterra. There you would buy cards, uh, you know, specifically. You buy, basically, I think they're calling them shards, and then those shards become, you know, very specific cards. So it's not a randomized loot system. If you're going to pay real money, you're going to know exactly what you're going to get for it. So it looks really cool uh, in that regard, as well as many other changes to uh, sort of the current CCG games out there. It's doing a few things differently. I would recommend you check out some videos on YouTube about why uh, its design is different. Because I tend to be not really hugely into CCGs, uh, but this looks like it could... Uh, correct some of the problems I find with those, and I could possibly get very into it. I expect I will talk about it on my next podcast, but again, it will be open beta, so anybody who is interested can just go uh, sign up, and as of the 24th, you'll be able to download the client and play. Right now, I believe it's only for PC. Uh, I don't think it has a Mac client, just PC. They are looking at doing Android and iOS uh, at a later time, but I don't think that's uh, too soon. I think that's a little bit down the road. But I do think they are looking for that uh, probably not too long after launch on PC. So that's all the rambling I have for this time. It's getting really super cold, so that's worrisome. I have gotten a little bit of cold, so I might sound a a little bit off in this podcast. I've been sneezing and sniffly and have kind of a lot of headaches, and my ears are ringing right now, so it's not the greatest. I have enough food and gas uh, for the moment, but as always, you know, the clock is always ticking down on uh, what I can pay. You know, I've always got those car payments coming up. I have, I think, enough for uh, the upcoming February payment and then March. Then I'll be out of money again. So help on donations are always greatly appreciated. There's always bills right around the corner. You know, I think in May I've got one coming up and then car registration is due again uh, in, I think, June or July. So, you know, a little ways away, but 
it's a big one, so I'm, you know, always worried about that. But hopefully everybody had a good New Year's and Christmas time. And like I said, I expect I will be talking about Legends of Runeterra in the next podcast uh, three weeks from now. Because it comes out in about a week and a half. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. But the implementation. <laughs> Again, we'll determine if you are. Hmm. If I get a better laptop, I may actually go back and play it some more. My current one can handle it okay, but it's, you know, not the best. And I'll probably just delete that part. Has announced they had such a positive and. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2020.